0: the Death Star, that thing's operational.
1: Dr. Ben, now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 99 of the Usual Podcast. Podcast we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me back this week, my friend, Will. How you doing, buddy? 90 and 9 I know, right? <laughs> Ninety-nine. Ninety-nine. And we're sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. What are you drinking? You are drinking. We're in the afternoon time.
2: We're in the afternoon time, and I'm drinking a nice, <laughs> large, cool Stella Artois.
1: Yeah. And I went back to my old stable, man. I ran to the Safeway right before this, and I was like, I'm going to get some. And I'm like, well, everything was on, you know, a couple things I like were on sale. But I haven't had Hop Stupid in a while. So I grabbed a Hop Stupid. That's from Lagunitas. And, uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm excited. Yeah. So you're hop stupid. <laughs> agreed. Hey man, real quick. Um, let's, let's, <laughs> before we get actually started, uh, should we inform folks what's been going on? Uh,
2: yeah, absolutely.
1: just, just, you know, we, real life is a thing, believe it or not. Real life
2: is a thing. First of all, I'd like to thank, uh, John Skeen for taking my place last week.
1: Indeed. And it was one of those things where I didn't, I felt like if we didn't do that night, it wasn't going to happen. I didn't want to miss a week. And so I pulled John Skeen from the bench, <laughs> like a good, you know, like. You, you called in the reliever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Skeen's awesome. We're going to have him on, um, in another couple episodes here. Um, and he's been on the show before. He's a really awesome guy. And I think he did a great job. So check that out. That was episode 98. Yep. Um, and also we are recording randomly on Memorial Day Monday. Uh, and that is because, and I, and I have been kind of skirting around this last couple weeks, but, uh, the bottom line is I actually got a, second job (laughs) strangely uh and basically it was just to kind of help out in the summer and that kind of thing but it's at one of my favorite pizza pubs i've been going to for over 10 years now and i've known all those people there for a long time and and i did that and so let this last thursday i got called in for a shift so i did it (laughs) which is why we didn't record uh but
2: yeah for for me the week before uh, i just had a you know it was a, a rough week with uh Lots of stuff. Track is finally done, though, so yes. I, have, uh, I have more free time now, and uh, we'll get some stuff done.
1: Yeah, man. So, real life is a thing, but we will try to be as consistent as possible, because that's kind of what this whole thing's about. We're, Especially when we're looking at 99, almost 100 episodes, right? Well, really, like 130. Yeah, look, I mean, here's the thing. If you look on iTunes, we're like at 120-something, but uh or maybe almost 130, actually. Uh But anyway, here we are. Uh, and so before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at com. email us at theusualpodcast at com, and we're on Facebook, Google+, Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter, Will is at Griggs. we're on iTunes, Stitch Radio, and Google Play, uh, please give us the, you know, ratings and stuff that no one ever does, but that's okay, and like us and share us whenever you see us. Is that rude? I mean, no one ever does, so.
0: No,
2: yeah, it's, actually, it's kind of funny, I was, I was uh. I've started listening to a few few different podcasts this week, and mm-hmm. uh, one of them is a, um, it's a political podcast, so I won't get into it, but they were talking about how the week that they released was the same week that the new Serial one came out. Oh, yeah. And they were all pissed because they debuted at number two for all their episodes, and, they're, and I'm like, dude, you debuted at number two.
1: Bite yeah. it. Uh, we were debuting at uh, Not on the Radar.
2: Yeah, I know, right? We're we're not even in the related to. No, no,
1: Dude, we've done we've done over a hundred episodes and nothing. But that's okay. I'm okay with it. I love what we do and answer Kid Lee's question in chat. What are we doing for episode 100? I haven't got a chance to talk to you about this yet, and I feel like uh, we're going to record episode 100 in three days. Yeah, during finals week. <laughs> oh no, the week. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah. So this is uh, in a few days from now. So I don't know. I guess nothing we kind of celebrated one hundred. we did celebrate one hundred at like seventy six but <laughs> and that was confusing. People didn't understand how our numbers worked, and the bottom line was that was our hundredth episode, but we've done special episodes, spin off shows, and stuff like right. that. um, but this is episode one hundred of the usual, so I don't know um probably nothing,
2: probably nothing, but you know, yeah,
1: it is what it is. Yeah. I'm not going to be mad at people. No, I, I ain't mad at you, bro. I'm mad at you, but that's fine. I um, freaking hate you. So, as always, we have the timestamps in the show notes. Uh, if you're not a Tour fan, we don't have a ton of Tour this week. And, in fact, I'm going to try to get through it as quickly as possible this week, only because we have a ton of Star Wars news. As you can see, if you're in the chat, uh, it's the 40th anniversary, of course, of Star Wars, and we've got a ton of pop culture stuff um, that some of it I held on to from when Will was back. So, here we Alert. are, man. Uh, so let's get uh, let's get going. Thank you to everybody in the chat room. We'll keep an eye on your words as much as possible. But let's get to Star Wars: The Old Public. You want to fight? I'm ready.
2: You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you if you will only kneel.
1: Well, and speaking of the chat, apparently, uh, Steve showed up at some point. So welcome, dude. And yeah, you missed the trailers, bro. So whatever. Yep, yeah, bro. And our jar. Yeah, we are drinking drink. I, I have honestly, dude, this is going to be a sad omit, uh, thing to admit, but I have never done a podcast and not had a beverage in my hand ever.
2: Um, th- that might be something you might want to delve
1: into. Well, look, bro, it's going to be okay. Well, it's always going to be okay. Indeed. <laughs> All right, man. So let's start with the communities. <laughs> Speaking of being on other people's podcasts, segue. Segue. You like that? Um, Carillion Run Radio episode one eighty five, the war for iocast spoilers. Jesse and myself were on that show, and that is the link in the show notes. We have a link in the show notes for that. Um, oh man, it was so much fun. We we're talking about iocast, talking smack, having a having a really good time. Um, definitely check out that episode. Um, it was fun. It was awesome to talk to Jess again.
2: Yeah, I'm not even anywhere close to being on (laughs) iCAD.
1: Right. And I was attempting to finish the pub side because a couple days beforehand, uh, JT's like, oh, dude, have you done the pub side too? I'm like, no, but I will. (laughs) And so I tried it, and like I was running out of time. And like literally a couple hours beforehand, I was trying to do it. And that was the weekend my parents were in town. I was trying to do all this stuff. Right. And uh, I'm like, well... There's no chance I'm finishing this. And then I got on Discord with those guys. They're like, don't worry, it's the same. I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> so uh it's it's a really cool episode. Definitely check out uh Carillion Run Radio, episode 185. And um they are also doing a riding contest as they do every so often. They are. And this one is ain't this ain't Yo Wampa's riding contest. And I have a link in the show notes to it, and essentially they have a couple of pictures up on the site. Um, and write a paragraph or a page or a whole short story and enter their contest. Are you going to write with one hand? I'm going to write type with one hand. Okay. Done. Done. You know? Uh, and also we have extra life coming up. Uh, the kickoff event, I believe, is next month, the 26th, I want to say. Um, and there's some t-shirts up and I don't have a link right now, but b- before I publish this, I'll have it up. Um, there's some really cool, uh, t-shirts and I sent you a link oh, to really? that. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's cool. And, and all that's going to go to help extra life. And our guild, I know has raised thousands of dollars, which is pretty damn cool. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah.
2: seriously, Jess really spearheads that with uh, a few other people and he, she does a
1: great job. Indeed. Um, uh, speaking of, <laughs> uh, man, we're seguing the mess out of this. We are. It's literally like we're on a two wheel vehicle. <laughs> and so, uh. Speaking of Jesse and Grog and some other folks from our community, uh, I think Grog DM. I haven't listened to it yet, and I'm sorry. This is just little information because I just I just uh wanted to make sure I highlighted them, and I'm gonna go back and check it out. We can talk about it next week. But you know how we do our D and D stuff, right? Um, they did a Star Wars role playing game.
2: Was it based on the Wizards of the West Coast one that came out?
1: I'm not sure Chicago? which one it is, even to be honest with you. But Grog was leading it. Um, there's some clips and I have the link in the show notes for that. Um, but I will definitely, uh, check that out in the meantime the next week and give them the proper due that they cool. deserve. Uh, cause anybody that's gonna basically do role playing, tabletop role playing and record and publish it. Right. I think that's important, which I've been trying to get our group to do for a while and. It's knows? your
2: wife saying no.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of people saying no, but we'll see. Anyway, uh, what you doing, game, this week, dude? Since we're talking about Soto? uh,
2: absolutely nothing. It's near the end of the school year, and that means a lot of testing going on, which means my tech services are in, the, are in the hot, hot supply. They're hot demand, whatever you want to call it. I'm busy. So, oh,
1: yeah, you're real busy, real with, busy
2: with track being over. Um, and I, uh, I'm proctoring an SAT test on Saturday. We just finished the juniors testing. Yeah, no, it's got great. senior boards coming up. It's,
1: uh, I'm really looking forward to 10 more days of work and then I
2: can play swore tour.
1: Indeed, man. Um, and thanks. Yes, not the 26th, the 24th. Thanks for the correction, RJR. Yes, 24th. Um, I picked up a shift that day, so I will not be doing that the whole time like I normally <laughs> do. <laughs> Here we are. Real life. Don't real we love life. it? Real life. Um, so what did I do in game this week? I did walk a couple times since cool. last we recorded. Um, we did tithe, um, didn't get through it. And then, I uh, did a cleanup night, one shot on Monday night. That was last Monday. And then, uh, this Friday night, I've had some serious issues with the launcher. I'm still fighting the launcher a little bit on some stuff. Uh, and I had some issues this last Friday, uh, streaming because I've been trying to stream and I got, I got approved, actually, while well, I'm still working through the tax process of it, um, but we got approved for affiliates for Twitch. Oh, awesome. Um, which is pretty cool. Um, so I'm kind of stoked about that. I'm trying to get that whole thing going before this Friday when we stream again. But uh, we did a WOG 16-man TFB this past Friday. Right. And, oh, my God, that was a cluster. <laughs> we <laughs> had yeah, tfb usually is yeah it was me trying to stream sakari streaming redna streaming all of us drinking and it was oh god it was chaos was there
2: a lot of people standing in stupid
1: spit oh it, i don't even know what happened half the time but uh we got through the first few bosses, i think i think there'll be a cleanup night tonight so uh hopefully we'll we'll dust that off and be done but you know well,
2: not, well speaking of wog you know since i didn't wasn't on last week's episode i didn't get to talk about what i did the week before oh please and i actually was on wog uh, oh, yes. Two weeks ago. You were, yes. that's right. I was, I was over at your place, so I actually had good Wi Fi. Right. And, uh, yeah, so I got to partake in WAG and we did, uh, I think it was TFB.
1: No, no, it was Dread, uh. Um, oh, Dread Fortress. Dread Fortress. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, that was a mess.
1: Yeah, no, it was <laughs> not good. But we cleaned that up the next week, uh, on Monday and finished it off. Very we, cool. We, we got through three bosses that night when you were there. I remember that. Um, but yeah, man, so. Honestly, I, I haven't got as much Sortorian as I'd like. Um, I love the game, and really, I'm consistent on Friday nights right now. Um, and surprisingly, on some Mondays. So it's been kind of nice. Awesome. All right, so there is an update to the Windows 10 problem we talked about a couple of weeks ago. And really, what it comes down to is the team is still looking into problems. Um, but in the meantime, there are three workarounds. Uh, it is uh disabling V on your video card, disabling uh game mode in Windows, and in Windows disabling the full screen optimization option for SWOTOR. And so this
2: is uh, a, a problem that we're having with the new Windows ten creators uh
1: update? I think so. I, I'm not sure which update. You I don't know, have Windows ten.
2: I'm having but. a couple of bugs that when I when I uh uploaded it when I updated it on my work computer, uh-huh. um it was having a major issue with working with my uh my antivirus oh interesting and now since i've updated on my my laptops were running fine with it but since i've done it on my desktop um for some reason my antivirus is gone really and i can't connect any of my uh network adapters huh
1: so i'm i don't know and i that might i wonder if that's when you might want email that's crazy
2: yeah and what's weird is because you know used to be able that you could do a restore right, back to the previous update. Now it's harder to do that with the new... It's not easily findable. So I, I
1: need to try to just figure that out. Nice. Oh, our just updated me. So, oh, you guys did the cleanup last night. All right, cool. All good. Now I won't play games tonight then. Forget you guys. I'm just... <laughs> I'm secretly joking. But Why he said
2: not? that JT kept his lockout for tonight. So. Nice.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I texted him. We'll, we'll find out. I'm going to play some games tonight, dude. That's Word. What, you know? I'm going to do something. I got to do something, man. I got to
2: go back to work tomorrow. I'm finishing laundry.
1: Man, we lead exciting lives. Yeah, we you know do. That? All right. So speaking of exciting lives, that's not really a segue. Um, horrible. Thank you. Uh, so roadmap, roadmap, roadmap. Remember we talked about roadmaps. Yes. Um, and Keith came out and he said, I want to let you know I'm still on target. Deliver the SWOTOR roadmap this month. So there's two days left this month, right? Right. Tuesday is the last one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just throw that out there. I will share with you the direction for each store tour gameplay area, our plans to improving a variety of in-game experiences and insight into how we'll be communicating with you going forward. In the meantime, I'd like to continue providing you with a weekly update. And so you weren't here when I, when we said this before, but you'll now be able to customize Theron's outfit. That's a little tidbit. Interesting. So we talked about that, um, on CRR and with John last week. Um, but. Speaking of, and the only reason I brought that up again was because there's a couple follow ups. So
2: So so he doesn't have to wear the
1: red jacket all the time now? I don't know. I think I think not. I think you might be able to put a maybe diet blue. That'll work. He could be a smurf. <laughs> okay, so on this point, you are correct. So the bottom line is this The Harbinger is an issue and has been an issue. So regardless of the harbinger so somebody posted asking Is the roadmap um gonna have to do with what's going on with uh the Harbinger. And so the question is also hinted out that the hard issue like this might not be found on the roadmap and you might communicate it separately. Regardless, the Harbinger server issue isn't linked to the roadmap at all. And he says, of course, you're correct. Um it's not linked to the roadmap, but as you know, we've had to address a number of issues uh with that server over the past couple of months. And part of what's going on is they're moving data servers. Um they're doing a bunch of behind the scenes stuff. So okay. um They're just kind of keeping us keeping us in the know of this stuff. But but they are but they are working on it. And he says, I fully understand your frustration. Hope you'll hang with me long enough to realize how much I do care about our players, our game, and everyone's opinions. And and the next couple of posts I'm gonna talk about here in a minute, I think it's pretty obvious that he does. Um speaking of, for fun, (laughs) somebody put this thing up. I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but it had to do with and you remember I brought up to you a couple weeks ago and I was like if they're going to increase the speeds of the speeders, I want to be able to not be knocked off. Right. Um this has nothing really to do with that, but a little bit. Um this guy kind of did uh an in-character kind of thing He says I'm in- I'm against increased speed limits because of safety concerns. <laughs> and we still haven't got the tra- the traffic lights installed at major intersections. When are we going to get that traffic citation droids we were promised to help maintain safety? Also, some of the maps aren't even big enough to justify faster speed limits, but that's another discussion. Just one of those fun little things. And he wrote back, he said, so, this is Keith again. He says, so, what I read from your comments is we need to offer a new character perk, vehicle vehicle collision prevention. I'll look into it.
2: (laughs) That's funny. But, you know, speaking about plans that aren't big enough to, what the heck is up with Huda having four taxi spots? Yeah, it's madness,
1: dude. Anyway, that aside, um somebody kind of said, "Hey, it's almost the end of May, like I was alluding to a second ago. Um is the roadmap still coming in May?" and he says it's going through the review process. Um and yeah, uh he had his dad. It's funny cuz we were talking about real life a minute ago and he's there, you know, communicating that he's dealing with real life stuff. And he said, "Also not sure how to how spending a few days with my dad translates into 3 weeks of unannounced vacation." <laughs> But after reading some of the comments, that's starting to sound like an awesome idea. So I guess people are like, Hey, you're taking a vacation and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, it's funny. Uh, all right, man. So command rank five. What do you think about that? It's not a thing. Okay. No. So, um, somebody was saying command rank five. The name of the thread is command rank five happening, not just a bad, sick, twisted joke from Bioware. <sighs> So Keith said, I may be opening a can of words by replying, but I wanted to address the question about tier five. Essentially, what you're seeing is just old data. And he says, no plans to add tier five levels or crates to command, uh, galactic command anytime soon. Um, and, and that makes sense. I mean, I,
2: I'm still on command rank
1: one. Well, and command rank four is hidden behind rank 300. So once you get to 300, you're into four, you know, so adding five to that, I, I don't even know how that would work. So, uh, he, they're not doing that, at least not anytime soon. I'm sure they're going to give us plenty of time and figure out a way to to make that fair if they are going to do that. Right. Um, And I guess some people are having some issues with the user agreement popping up when they try to log in. Um, And the update to that is, and this is from Musco, he says, quick update, we believe we know what might be causing this, but the team's still investigating, uh, and he'll give us a early update this week. And he says, in the meantime, you can still access the game, by accepting the Terms of Service and the E-U-L-A, um, and sorry for the inconvenience. And, and I haven't seen that, but some people are having issues with that.
2: So it's basically the, just like the first time you downloaded, Pat, the yeah.
1: the, 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 the client. Exactly. Um Oh, what's up, Skeen? <laughs> I just looked over the chat. My chat's in a different window tonight, so if I'm looking away from you, it's because I literally am. That's and why I'm
2: keeping up to date with them. I'm actually chatting with the audience because I, I value our fans.
1: <sighs> I know you just didn't say that. Okay, that's fine. Um, so Eric Musk, <laughs> I'm so mad at you right now. <laughs> uh, increasing the frequency. Okay. So here, the name of this post is whispering, uh, level one spam, gold spammers are whispering people, right? And this, I've seen this in the past, but it, it happens so rarely. And he says, Eric says, Hey there, just some quick notes on your post. Others are pointing on the thread. If you're being whispered by a level one character, it's because they're, um, they're coming from a sub or a preferred account because you can't whisper unless you're, um, right. unless you're one of those. And then that might mean that somebody's account might be compromised. So if that's the case, report it, right? Bottom line, anytime this stuff happens.
2: Whenever anything it. with spammers or gold farmers or anything, yeah. I always report it. Yeah. Always, I mean, always, always.
1: It's only a couple clicks, people. Come on. So maintenance on the 25th that happened this past Tuesday. And this was part of that, what I was saying a minute ago, mer- merging, you know, moving data, sir, cer- data, c- data centers, et cetera. Right. And it said, um, and it actually came up way quicker. Everything went real smooth. And the downtime, I know was a sticking point for some folks because it was the middle of the day for the European people. Right. And they weren't super pumped about that, but, um, it came up pretty quick. So here we go. Good. Um, last thing here. Um, there seems to be some issue people are having with the decoration problem and to say there's issues with the decorations is like saying like hey we're playing a video game so like people aren't (laughs) people aren't super stoked about various things and eric said just keep the feedback coming if you have an issue with the way the decorations work or whatever's going on keep the feedback coming and uh you know they're looking at it they may not respond everyone but you know it is what it is so if you have a beef tell them your beef
2: you know what's funny is i've you know, because I've done betas and all that stuff for, for Soul Tour. There's only been one thing that I've, uh, that I've ever, like, turned in that actually I got a response to and they fixed it exactly. shortly after, which means I like, I feel valued because I, I feel like I was the one that caught it. And it was on Voss and right when we were, before you were going into the, uh, you know, down into the cave and everything. Yeah. And you had the east and the west, whatever. On west, it said est. The W was for some reason never there. Oh, when interesting! It, so when it popped up, so you know a lot of people don't—they either don't have those come up, or whatever. So I turned it, and it was like
1: this was like four years ago. Well, by the way, yeah, you are valued, dude. I am, just like skiing. I'm valuable. <laughs> let's not
0: let's
1: not get crazy. That was our sword tour section. That was our sword tour section. <laughs> do you have anything else you want to do about talk about sword tour?
2: No, I just—I I can't wait to get back in the game.
1: Yeah, same here, man. And I wanna say I want to say a big thanks to Wog and Unholy Alliance, Wookie Mistake and Skeen and all these folks who um are just I mean, I love our community and as as little as I'm in game right now, this time of year, I appreciate all of you very much. So Uh
2: That's that
1: little mo not you, but them. <laughs>
0: See?
2: I'm See? in the uh See, the twisted. Market for a New Podcast yeah, partner. Okay.
1: No, 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 no. It's too late. Okay, so uh, let's get to Star Wars. I'm the market
2: for a new best friend.
0: Oh my god.
1: We have a ton <laughs> of Star Wars. Let's go. I
0: was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started.
1: This might be old chat news, but I'm with I'm with uh Kid Lee. I'm not gonna upgrade to Windows 10 on this machine. I'm just not. You know, actually, Windows 10 is really good. I have Windows 7, 7 Ultimate. Yeah, you're weird. Um I
2: really like Windows 10, but it's the new creators update, which is the one that's causing the issues. Uh-huh. But uh on the original Windows 10 I had nothing but good things.
1: Moving on. We're in Star Wars, dude. Uh the first thing, I have a really cool I have a picture up in our feed here on Twitch of uh Star Wars fortieth anniversary, man. And the first link I have is literally to StarWars.com, which why would you not go there? Uh There's a ton, a ton of stuff. I can't even wade through all this stuff, dude. Excuse me. I only picked and choose for a few things to, to deal with today. But um if you are into Star Wars and you want to celebrate the 40th, and we would have recorded on the 40th on Thursday if I hadn't yeah, been I know, caught to right? the work. So it, it is what it is, but um there's so much stuff here. So what do you think, man? 40 years.
2: Um, I feel old. Yeah, right. Um, I'm older than Star Wars, you are not.
1: I'm not. I'm just a little younger than Star Wars. Yeah, you are. So, nothing else to say about that besides that? No. I'm excited. 40 years. It's great, man. That's big. Okay, cool. So, uh new standalone uh film to be decided next month, and that is the bottom line right now. So, we are on the cusp of getting a decision, dude. And it says, uh, we haven't identified it yet, but yes, another spinoff is in development. This is Kathleen Kennedy. And this is in the Vanity Fair deal, which we're going to talk a ton about today. Right. Um, We have a couple things right now that we're circling, and we're making a decision between the two pretty soon, pretty shortly. It's probably for 2020, and we'll make a decision by June. So,
2: Really funny. What's happening in June? What is? D twenty three. Oh, shocking. We've been talking about this for months. Yeah. That is when
1: they were going to release the info. Well, and and Skeen and I actually talked about it last week, and, and that seems to be the logical deal. And then they're really going to highlight that, I think, at Comic-Con. I think they're going to, like, um, after D23, yes. right? The next. Yeah. Totally. yeah. So we're going to hopefully get some new nuggets of the new deal uh, for Comic-Con for sure, right? What do you think? Uh, I'm actually hoping it's not Boba Fett. No, I, I really don't think it's gonna be, dude, and we've talked about this enough, but I just I don't think there's any chance it's gonna be no, Boba. No, but Fett. if you
2: notice what she if you read back to Kathleen Kennedy's quote, she said between the two, which means they've narrowed it down to two concepts. So mm-hmm. They just
1: haven't decided.
2: So I'm kinda curious what I mean, you know, one of them's probably Boba Fett. I'm kinda curious what the other one is.
1: Yeah, I I I've I've said my piece about Boba Fett. Um what do I wanna see though? I would like to see like um Do you think they're we're gonna get to the point to where they're gonna do spinoffs from (laughs) spinoffs? Where it'd be like a young Lando or something based off of the young Han Solo? You know what I'm saying? You know
2: what I would love to see a Vader standalone that tracks him from Episode
1: Three to Episode Four. Yeah, that'd be good too. But then, you know, but then we have all the animated stuff that's done, and we have comics. We do, but even with the, I still think they need to go with Kenobi.
2: Oh, Kenobi would be my number one.
1: I I think that's uh, of the major players. That's the story that hasn't been told right, in well, we canon yet.
2: Yeah, cuz the only canon thing we've seen of him between Clone Wars and <laughs> and uh and episode 4 is uh in the Rebels uh season uh, this last season. Right. But with uh, Vader, I mean we had a, a little bit with the comic book and you know in Rogue One, but um you know when he shows up in you know he's the main character in Clone Wars, but um so in between um Revenge of the Sith in, in Rogue One, the only thing you ever see them in is Rebels, and it's right. very tangential.
1: I hear you, man. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm up for anything. Um, I think bottom of my list, I think, is Boba Fett, just because we've had, I feel like I've had enough of the Fett, of the Fett family, but, you know. Yeah.
2: Um, I, I'm with Kidley. I, I think my number one choice would be Kenobi, and my second choice would be something
1: from the Old Republic. Yeah. That would be really cool if they bring in something from the old Republic, or I mean,
2: I think the only thing they could really do that would be mainstream would be Revan.
1: No, but they've already mentioned Bane, though. They could do Bane because they've canonized yeah, they Bane, sort of.
2: They did, but it was in like offhanded at the end of Clone. But Wars. then they
1: can kind of bring in like those Bane books are good, man. There's some really good stuff there. I think they could do that, and I I think either that or Kenobi would be cool too. I don't know. Um, what do you think? Anything else?
2: Um. I, I mean, I think they could focus on the Mandalorian Wars. Yeah,
1: but I think if they did,
2: that would be more of like the next cartoon that Filoni does.
1: True, true. Um, I'm not going to. Okay, so last Jedi news. Um, mean Vandy cast, Fair. You a cast, you just talk a lot. <clears throat> okay, Vanity Fair reveals Star Wars: The Last Jedi special issue. This is basically, obviously, timed for the 40th anniversary. Of uh, there's four amazing covers for it. Um, this Vanity Fair article, a lot of the stuff I'm going to say after this all comes from that and what I like about what I like about what uh, does sometimes is it makes the people I have the actual deal in here. Like it says um I have the link in the show notes somewhere in here for the whole article and all the stuff. It's in chapters. It's it's serious. That's cool. <laughs> I haven't read it all yet. And most people aren't. <laughs> but what these things do is kind of break apart a few things. So that's kind of what I'm going to talk about tonight. So uh first thing here is Captain Phasma will have a slick new weapon in the last Jedi. And what I like about this is you see it in the picture, I don't know if you've seen this. It looks like a little uh it, it basically looks like just a, a battle staff. Like, like a staff of some sort, but it's kind of sharp. Uh, it's sharp on both sides. It's real it's thin. It looks like a pike. Yeah, it's real thin. What I like about it though is it says um uh, Hidalgo says it's more low tech than many would assume. And what I like is that this is kind of close quarters kind of thing for her. And I'd love to see her using it. And it kind of reminds me of Game of Thrones. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which I think would be sick. Um, and there's some details about Kelly Marie Tran's character, um, in the articles as well. And this is the, what's the actress's, i uh, sorry. What's the, uh, Rose, Rose Tico is the character's name. Cool. And there's some stuff about that in here. Um, and there was something I wanted to pick out of this. Hold on. It says the details don't paint either rose or page as integral components of the film, but considering Han Solo was merely a smuggler and Luke Skywalker merely worked on a farm, um, many of the franchise's most important characters have humble beginnings. So I think this might be one of those characters that does something else kind of after, which would be kind of cool. Um, and I don't know. I, this, seeing these two together, I think that's a really cool pick.
2: Yeah, it is. Hey, uh, thought, the three we're talking about is uh, Finn, Poe, and and Rose. Oh, sorry, I
1: forgot. We're not. We're showing. not a visual medium. We're not a visual medium, and I forgot. Um, you're, this you're dumb. You're stupid. Okay, so this I think is one of my favorite posts of uh, from this whole thing. Luke Skywalker, sorry, Mark Hamill <laughs> disagreed with Luke Skywalker's storyline in Last Jedi, and the quote I'm going to pull out of this is this. I at one point this is. Mark talking, I at one point had to say to Ryan, I pretty much fundamentally disagree with every choice you've made for this character. <laughs> now, having said that, I've gotten it off my chest and my job now is to take what you've created and do my best to realize your vision. Um, and he went on on to say he's on board with both the theatrical cuts of Force Awakens and Last Jedi. And he admits he's partial to his ideas, even they aren't always the best. And he says, I have thousands of re- really terrible ideas I would love to share with you, among which uh, you might just the law of averages find a nugget of something and go. Uh, that's not as terrible as the other 35 you just told us. <laughs> so I like his humor. And I also like the fact that he's like, look, I don't, this is not where I would have gone with it, but I respect you enough to go forward with right. it. And
2: right. And actually, this is something that kind of came up today. And I, I didn't put it into the, into the show notes, but um, that uh, it has come out that. The the story writing for these movies has been very similar to the original trilogy and not like the prequel trilogy. Right. Whereas the prequel trilogy, it had to end at a certain point, so everything was leading to something, so you had to plan it out. Right. Whereas the original trilogy, you could change things as it went along, which is why you have Luke and Leia kiss, and then all of a sudden they're brother and sister like, later. Oops,
1: they're related.
2: Exactly. Things like that. <laughs> yeah. um, because as it turns out, when Ryan Johnson was brought on to write Episode Eight and uh, and write the treatment for Episode Nine, um, they just said. It's all for you. You do what you need to do, right? And so he took over after the Force Awakens has been had been written, and he just he could go anywhere he wanted
1: with it. Well, even though the chat's behind me, um, I have uh, Disco Dom agreeing with me, Kenobi. So we win. You, you seem pretty nonplussed about that. Uh, I brought that up. Did you? Yeah. Wow.
2: Well, here we are. I didn't actually shout out Disco Dom, but so I apologize. Well, Disco I'm Dom. giving
1: him the the. You know, respect he deserves. You just want the street cred. I do. <laughs> I've been talking about Kenobi forever, so here we are. All right, <laughs> we're on the same page, bro. It's yeah, important. we are. Um, so Ryan Johnson, and Kathleen Kennedy discuss the last Jedi's mysterious title, and again, this is one of those nuggets that comic.com pulls out of it. Mm-hmm. But really, what it is is they're like, yeah, we kept it ambiguous, kind of on purpose. Yeah, and I think that's important. I think, um, it's not as, I don't know sorry for choice of words, lame as the Phantom Menace, but The Last Jedi makes it like, you know, you can interpret things. Like, the Phantom Menace means nothing.
2: Well, yeah, true, but, you know, it, and actually, this just...
1: Jumped... I saw you disagreed with me on that. Continue.
2: No, well, this just jumped into my mind. Um, The fact that this isn't the first title that had an ambigu- ambig- mm-hmm. ambiguous plurality. Okay? Oh, yeah, yep. Um, If you think about the title Revenge of the Sith, was that the revenge of a singular Sith getting revenge, like the Emperor, Indeed. or was it the revenge of the Sith as a whole taking revenge on the Jedi?
1: I got you, man. I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see what happens. And it's your birthday, man. See, it is. It's I gonna can't be, wait. It's gonna be a great day. Uh, and Last Jedi will. Oh wait, I'm skipping things. Last Jedi. Uh, cast reflects on Carrie. F- Carrie Fisher's legacy. The picture. Okay, so the one the of the cover f- photo. One of the four awesome. cover photos. Uh. Carrie Fisher's I really like that she's got like there's like a high collar on one side low on regal. the other it is just it is and of course it's um and Leibowitz. uh is it Annie Anne? Annie, Annie Leibowitz. uh the photography is just so beautiful like all these shots are really good um the article the part of this article that pulls out is just kind of the things people were saying about Carrie Fisher and her impact right, right, right. which we've heard at some cons and some other stuff from um from what was it? What was the last big Star Wars thing that happened? Uh, Star Wars celebration. Right. Um, we've heard some of that stuff. So, uh, definitely check that out. Um, it's all very, it's all really touching. And it is. And that picture, I just <sighs> speaking of which, I'm going to move this around a little bit. Um, there's some episode nine news in here and I'm just going to throw that out here right now. It was the idea is that Leia, Leia, Carrie Fisher told Kennedy basically like, you know, episode nine needs to be have me front and center. You know, episode seven was Han, episode eight is Luke, and episode nine should be her, right? And they Candy either, basically man. says, "Yeah, it would have been. It was going to be. And now that it's not, um, it's really going to be interesting to see where nine goes." Um, yeah, you know, it
2: kind of makes me think about, um, because you know, as we talked about a couple weeks ago, that Colin Trevorrow is now writing nine, is not right. Ryan Johnson,
1: right? Um, could it be
2: because he had set it up to go that we are out and now he's like it's not that he's stuck in that mindset but it's like that framework is already there and so they need a new voice command and they just said to
1: or someone fresh to be like okay let's look at it without Leia that you know what I mean right. yeah so um so anyway I threw that I threw that in there um just for that reason since we we're already talking about Leia um and the last jedi uh there's this is the preview the link I have in here it says last jedi the defensive preview and that is All of these articles uh, from front to back, which is really nice in digital form with all the pictures, chapter by chapter. They go dark side, light side, characters. It's really freaking cool. I have not kind of dived through it all yet. It's thousands and thousands and thousands of words. And it's it's really well written, really well shot, but definitely going to need some... Some well, more time. You got to
2: remember, just a couple of years ago, there was the major Vanity Fair article mm-hmm. when Force Awakens came out, Nancy Leibowitz did those famous pictures in the the cockpit of the One Named Falcon, right. and then, you know, back when Phantom Menace came out in 99, they had a big Vanity Fair issue,
1: too. So. Indeed. Yeah, so it was in the same vein. Um, the cast is attending, <laughs> attends a scoring session for The Last Jedi, and which I think is so cool. Because, of course, you have um, John Williams. John Williams and you, you know, you, you, figure you shoot a movie and then to have the actors go in and, sh- and, and, and watch it being scored, I think is really darn cool. So. Absolutely. I've got that in there. Um, Last Jedi will not focus on any epic romances. Last Jedi will not focus on any epic romances. What do you think about this considering, uh, episode five did?
2: Well, I, I think this is just that people are expecting it to be a mirror of Empire because Force Awakens is like a mirror of a New Hope, right. and
1: I which just, is what Skin and I talked about last week a bit. Yeah. Right, and I, I just you know it's I'm okay with it. Yeah, uh, I don't think it needs the romances, and not every movie needs a romantic arc.
2: No, and actually a, a great a uh, great example of this is the the original um, Mission Impossible movie ninety six from Brian De Palma, uh, the the Tom Cruise character and the Emmanuel Barrett character who played John Voight's wife in that. Movie, yeah. Um they originally had a, a a love scene and when they it just it didn't work. And right. so you kind of see hints of it in the final cut, but um they yanked that out and it just made the movie so much better cuz you didn't need it.
1: Agreed. Um so yeah, I mean, if there were to do any romances, I mean, they might hint at some romances. Do you think it might be a uh, trans character and maybe one of the guys or what do you think? Um
2: I think <laughs> I think it'd be awesome if it was a hint yeah. at the bromance between Poe and Finn. I know. We talked
1: about that a few weeks ago. I mean, I think that'd be fun, but I think that picture with the two guys and the girl, I think they're, they're the hinting at a love triangle kind of thing, right. like kind of like in, um, episode four where you get Han and Luke kind of going after right. Leia, like Still,
2: she's got spirit
1: and, yeah, you know, and I love the, uh, those are some of the best lines, you know, is the little like, Hey, no, I like her too. Oh no, you can't have her. I'm not. I'm, I'm not sure if I like her yet, kind of thing. And exactly, um, that might be kind of cool. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, and well, you and I talked about this off mic, but a couple days ago, but how I love
2: that meme of the scene from Force Awakens where Poe and Finn see each other on the the <laughs> ground and and they're looking at each other so intensely, right? And somebody had overwritten in the meme and said, uh, t- uh, "Tell the whole world we're bros, dude." And then it's <laughs> one of them whispering.
1: <laughs> dude and he's like why'd you whisper
2: it he goes because you're my whole world bro <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I love that kind of stuff alright man so last thing here for uh, Last Jedi 40th anniversary Vanity Fair kind of stuff um, I and I, this to me makes sense the name of the article makes sense but we may not learn much about Snoke in The Last Jedi I would hope not I hope not either and we didn't know anything about The Emperor The Emperor no. pretty much in the whole trilogy
2: no, it wasn't until, I mean, we, we learned he was the emperor and he was yeah. pulling all the strings, but you didn't really, I mean, you knew his name was Palpatine yeah. and you knew he used to be a, a senator, but.
1: But until you get to the prequels, you don't know you anything don't, about
2: you it. You don't know squat.
1: Right. And I think that's okay. And yeah. I think, I think they're, you know, I love all the, the Snoke theories and stuff out there that makes me laugh, but I don't know.
2: My to my, me, my favorite Snoke theory is that he's still, he's the stormtrooper
1: that Ida sat head on the doorway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. Alright, man. Uh, last thing, uh, for episode stuff. Episode nine, the production date. It's gonna actually start production a month after, um, Last Jedi hits the theaters. So they're so starting in January. the winter. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. And I already talked about the, the Leia stuff. So let's get to, I think I'm gonna skip the Battlefront stuff. Okay. Just cause I don't really care right now. Well, I'll just say it. There's a Battlefront, a new Battlefront trailer. I haven't watched it yet and I didn't put it in trailer time. Um and there's some cool info maybe about the protagonist. I like that there's a story, right? Well, the protagonist
2: is that that female uh, uh, imperial soldier, officer, right? yeah, yeah, soldier. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I'm I'm into that. And you know, like I said, I haven't watched the yet. I got a link in the show notes to it. Battlefront Two. Um, I did never picked up Battlefront One, mostly because I played it uh, at Comic Con that year, and there was no story. And if there's no story, right. it was- I'm I'm past the point of just playing a shooter to shoot. You know, yeah, I don't play shooter games. Yeah. I mean
2: I thought the gameplay was cool, but it is it was like,
1: okay, this is just a different skin of Halo. Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't gonna hold my attention. And not and really so, even Halo, more of a yeah. like uh have, You know what I'm talking about. I know what you're saying. Team Fortress. Yeah. Merch- uh merch Morchus? Merchandise Morchus. So there's a bunch of fortieth anniversary merchandise and it's way more than I can cover um uh, in this thing. Well, this-
2: you know, both Disney and Star Wars love their anniversary. Oh, yeah. So there's just going to be tons of
1: stuff. So there's a commemorative coin, of course, which you must have. Um there's also um Luke and a uh, Han Solo and Luke Elite series diecast action figures. There's a lithograph set, there's ornaments, there's <laughs> Princess Leia limited edition figurine. I mean, this some of the stuff is 250 250 bucks. I mean, if if you're in uh, here's the thing. If you're listening to this and it's already how many days past the 40th anniversary, and you don't have this stuff? You weren't in the market for this stuff. No. <laughs> Let's just put it out that way. But there's some really cool stuff. And I also have a link in here, too, for... Um, this article is actually really neat. This is on Nerdist, I believe. Um, and this is kind of... Oh, no. No, this is on StarWars.com. And it's one of those links that I mentioned earlier, but it's Star Wars at 40, Darth Vader Reborn, the story of Hasbro's stunning new Black Series figure. and. Ooh. It's kinda of like step by step, how they figured it out, um, early stages. Um it's it's one of those really cool reads. So I I threw that there in merchandise as well.
2: Awesome. And I just want to touch on what Skeena said in nope. chat. And uh, your skin. That he's saying that say. I am Snoke, and you heard it
1: here first, and
2: nope. I'd like to say, damn you skiing. I told you keep that on the down low.
1: Well, here we are. Revealing our secrets
2: again.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, Parks News. Uh Anthony Daniels is he recorded new lines for the uh Star Tours. And you know how when the Force, Awak- Force Awakens came out, there was a new um, route, let's say, right. on Star Tours, and they the idea is that they're doing the same thing with the um, Last Jedi.
2: Yeah, it's it's you know it it baffled me that for years they didn't change anything about the original Star Tours route, and I'm like, right that, that 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 seemed to me like the biggest selling point of a ride like that, that. Um, because it is video and, and choreographed movements on the mechanical uh, uh, angle, that that would be something you could easily change to update for new content.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, so that's happening. Uh, I'm intrigued to see what they do with Star Tours, where they move it to. They're going to have to move it. They, I don't think, especially in Disneyland, I don't know about Disney World, but in Disneyland, they have to move it out of Tomorrowland and put it in Star Wars land, right? You would think so, and the cool thing is because it is that
2: sort of ride, it it's going to be hard to move. but yeah. it's not like you're moving an entire track system.
1: No, no, no. This is a, yeah. You're not moving a two mile track system. You're moving these simulators. You're moving. Right. I mean, it's it's going to be like intense. we talked
2: about how it would be. It would make sense to, especially since they did the redesign in California Adventure, right? To move Roger Rabbit over there, especially since they're shrinking down the size of Toontown, exactly, and to really basically taking away that theming. Um, but that would be harder to move than this.
1: I agree. Um, Speaking of rides changing, Guardians of the Galaxy ride... um, It's now open. Oh, my God. It's open now. It's going to be awesome. Um, And it looks like there's some tease to Namor and Beta Ray Bill? Namor. Namor, which I don't know anything about.
2: Okay, Namor is a major character uh, from, like, going back to the 40s. Okay. And he's called Namor the Submariner, right? Oh,
1: yeah, Submariner. Okay, I've heard that.
2: And um, he actually... He kind of came to prominence again because somebody, I can't remember who said it, that they wanted to, um, they want to play anymore. And, uh, the fact that now that, um, Steve Rogers is no longer Captain America, as for the end of Civil War, you know, he dropped the shield. You're, and you we're assuming that it's going to be taken up by, um, either, uh, uh, Bucky or, um, Falcon, mm-hmm. uh, Sam, uh, to, to take up the Captain America mantle. Um, that he actually becomes a, a different character, and I can't remember the name of it, but he has interactions with Namor. Okay. Um, now Beta Ray Bill is a little bit more towards the, uh, the cosmic side. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's funny, actually, I, I played the Marvel, uh, 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 Avengers Academy game. Right. And he just came out. No shit. Sure. Okay.
0: So well,
1: what's synergy. interesting, what's interesting about this though, man, is that, um, it looks like on display, it looks like pro- these pictures look like they're in the queue. Um, for the ride. And it says, the photos, it seems like these artifacts are directly hinting at future introduction of Beta Ray Bill and, the, and Namor. Um, and that is putting them into the, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? It right. says uh, mysterious artifacts. However, the description seems to point to Atlantis, the underwater home of Namor. Um, and it says, we're found at the bottom of the Terran Ocean. Very little is known of civilization that created them. So, I don't know. I think that's kind of cool that Within the ride, if you're really a big Marvel guy, you can pick up on stuff like that and be like, okay, maybe they're hinting at that that's coming to the MCU. You know?
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, and actually, there's something else that somebody saw. If you look outside the the fence line, uh, for the the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, there's a a uh, what looks like a sealed a uh, tunnel cap that has the Avengers logo on it.
1: Okay, yeah.
2: And I just looked it up. And Namor officially uh, debuted in
1: 1939. Whew. Close, my friend. Close, my friend. There's a reason to have you on this show. Okay, and so <laughs> there's also a thing in here I don't really quite understand. And this says, Disney's Guardians of the Galaxy ride isn't tied to the MCU. So I don't know what that means. It's not... Uh, well, it just
2: means it's not the storyline. Basically... Oh, it's a whole new story, it says. Right, because yeah, okay. it's, a, it's a standalone story that you're trying to escape from the collector's uh, right, fortress. Okay. It's not part of any... Storyline.
1: And it's weird that they have to make that distinction, but when you have everything in sync with like the comics and everything else going forward, it's like, you gotta, you gotta make sure you do that. And big parks news, which most people that go to parks understand, uh, Pandora is open now.
2: Yeah, that opened up, I believe, was it May 17th or
1: something? Uh, I think it was this week, actually. I think there was a soft opening and a press opening that week, and Ah. then it opened, you might be right. I don't remember when. But it's open now, and the link I have in here has some of the, like, oh my god, look at this stuff, this is insane. Some of the drinks, uh, Navi tales, uh, some of the food. You know what's crazy about this, man? Is this land, I don't think is gonna be even nearly as popular as it will be when and if, when and if, it decides to, um, they decide to actually put that movie out. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Alright, man, anything else, Star Wars or Parks? Uh, no. That's it for me. Uh, Whatever.
0: I can't imagine any kind of future where I am a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends.
1: I'll tell you what, I miss that show. I know, it's good. Yeah, I miss that show a lot. All right, so bad news first. Do You want to talk about the sad stuff?
2: Yeah, we lost a few people this week, and unfortunately, the the biggest one is Roger Moore, yeah, um, who is the longest running uh, um, James Bond. He was in more uh, James Bond movies than anyone else. Um, He's also
1: the first one to die as well, right? Uh, of all the bonds? You know, I, honestly, I don't know if George Lazenby is, is gone or not. I think I think I heard somewhere that he was the first one. Okay, but, I, I mean, mean it makes anyway. sense
2: because I don't remember George Lazenby dying.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: but anyway, so uh, yeah, so he passed away,
1: and you know, he also uh. uh
2: had the reason why he got the James Bond role is he had a starring role in The Saint, mm-hmm. which was a huge uh, uh, British show um, that got turned into a movie in the '90s with Val Kilmer and Elizabeth uh, I Shue. Which I love that movie. I, that movie. Um, I thought that was a, a nice precursor to Born Identity. Yeah, came out a few years definitely, later. Definitely. Um, and I really enjoyed that. Um, also, I loved seeing him in Cannibal Run. Where he played that sort of suave guy. Oh, yeah. Okay. And what I love is like, he played a rich guy who decided to go on the Cannonball run. And he's talking about with his mom and he's like trying to play off that he's not a secret agent, but it could be a secret. (laughs) I loved it. This is one of these, uh, um, I loved it. So uh, I loved Roger Moore and he was the, the, I mean, I love Connery and everyone else too, but Roger Moore was the one that I, that I grew up on. I mean, I still remember going to seeing a double feature of. Um, of you to a kill on ET at the Madonna Theater in San Luis Obispo. Oh,
1: man. Yeah. It was sad to see that happen, uh, to see Roger Moore, but 89, uh, huge life, huge impact on, you know, pop culture and everything. So. Oh, absolutely. It's important. Um, this one I want to throw in there is Lisa Spoonhour. I think is how I'm saying it. Um, she played, uh, Caitlin in Clerks. Uh, and she passed away and. And row? Well, what's crazy about this is, I, I don't know anything about the circumstances, how old she was, anything. I didn't even dive into this. What I did was on Instagram, uh, Kevin Smith does what he does well, and he wrote about his, uh, relationship with her, his interaction with her. Um, and that's a link I have in the show notes, and it's touching. It's really good.
2: Which, by the way, if you haven't watched the, uh, the Hollywood, uh, listened to the Hollywood Babylon where he talks about Michael Parks. Right.
1: Yeah, no, the Michael Parks one is is hard to hard to listen to at some points cuz it's just so sad. Um so Lisa Spunauer, and then the last one uh I'll happened, let you take this yeah, one. It just happened today. That was today. Um
2: or late last night. Um Frank Defford who you, know, you, you if you saw him you, you probably wouldn't recognize him, um but he was a writer um and he wrote a whole bunch of books. He was a a long-time writer for Sports Illustrated like 48 years. Right. He was a long-time writer. But what a lot of people in pop culture might know him for is he wrote the Dennis Quaid, uh, Jessica Lange movie Everybody's All American, which is fantastic. Right. So if you haven't seen Everybody's All American, I believe it came out in nineteen eighty. It was written by Taylor or directed by Taylor Hackford. who went on to do Ray yeah. and a whole bunch of other stuff. Oh, Ray's um, good. Taylor Hackford's actually married to uh, Helen Mirren. Oh, okay. That um, makes sense. They've been married a long time. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, you know, just a great movie. Um, so you know writing for SI for 48 years too is
1: insane. <laughs> insane man uh so going back to real quick the chat room uh Kidley says uh going back to the avatar thing uh which we talked about in the last segment but uh he says there might be a game uh an avatar video game coming out maybe at E3 premiering at E3 so that would be oh, interesting that'd be cool. um so i and, and going back to that there has to be some uptick in interest for avatar considering how many freaking years ago since that first movie which obviously killed the box office but at the same time you're you're putting out a whole theme park about it and you have no new content in the last what how many years you know since 2009 yeah so all right so real reviews time uh let's get to some tv quick news riverdale is now streaming on netflix so no excuse for you to watch it I'm just, watch watch, I'm on, watch Riverdale.
2: I'm on episode eight. Are you? Yeah. I didn't even watch it. Oh, yeah. I've been watching most of the season, but then I just, you know, uh, about five, six weeks ago, yeah. I just had other stuff
1: come oh, up. Kick it. ass, dude. All right. Let's talk about that when you're done. Okay. Uh, Riverdale season two premiere title has been revealed. Um, and I'm going to say it. It won't mean much to you, and I'm not going to speculate too much, but uh, it is called... A kiss before dying. Chapter 14. A kiss before dying. So that's, uh, that's it. It's happening. When you finish it, we'll speculate on that, huh? And what I dig this about this is Dragon Ball Super. Okay. Um, and there's a synopsis for it and there's a tease that there's going to be a female Super Saiyan, which is amazing. I feel like you're not, you're not with me on this because
2: it's Dragon Ball Z, dude.
1: Oh. Those of you in the chat can see the face that I'm making, and I am absolutely appalled. <laughs> anyway, you were not here when we talked about the Hellboy drama last week.
2: Yeah, no, we talked about it two weeks ago. Oh, was it two weeks ago? It. Yeah, well, we, we first brought up. I don't know that you and, you and Ski might have talked more about it, but we talked about how um, that the studio decided to do a reboot. Oh, and we did. Not involving Del Toro. Right. Um, and actually, something just came out this week that they were going to be doing a spinoff of the BRPD with Abe Sapien.
1: Yeah, and that's not happening either. That's not happening, which is one of the things I have in here. And the other one is Ron Perlman actually comments on Hellboy, uh, the new Hellboy star David Harbor, and you know he basically says the stuff that you expect. Oh, he's a nice guy, blah blah, and but it's almost like he says it and then he says. Um oh but we were going to, the third one was meant to be epic and conclusive and resolve you know and it kind of go on and on and it's like you can sense there's some bitterness there even in the article from okay, what i read it's got to be yeah and it makes sense but like and it, i it just sucks the way they went about that i feel like
2: Oh i completely agree. Um i really like David Harbour and i think he's going to do a good job sure um as, as hellboy
1: um but
2: you know remember a couple years ago we bumped into um Ron Perlman on, yeah. on i mean like he
1: Typifies oh, Hellboy! But he's also getting older too. He's he is. like seventy years old, isn't he? He's getting up there. Yeah, I think he said he's sixteen, sixty-eight, or something like that. But I mean, doesn't mean you can't play a role because you're old. Cause,
2: I mean, hell, Liam Neeson's in his fifties and uh, he's still doing action films. Yeah, well, he didn't start doing action films until he was fifty something. We
1: can't all be Liam Neeson. Neeson, so good point. Anyway, all right. So a little bit of casting news: Mission Impossible Six. Um, which has been in production for over a month or so. Angela Bassett is going to be on the is going to be in the movie now as well. Very cool. And
2: as we've already seen, uh, Henry Cavill is uh, in it too. So right. And they brought back uh, Rebecca Ferguson, who's the first major female lead to return for a second outing. Right. Because you know you had um like I said, Emmanuel Barrett uh, in the first one. You had Thandie Newton in the second one. You had um Michelle Monaghan in the third one. Right.
1: It just it's, and I I haven't watched the last few. I think I don't think I watched. Oh, they're four or all five. very enjoyable. No, I like the Mission the, Impossible the,
2: stuff. The, the second one was the low point. Yeah, right. Um, and that was the one that was directed by John Woo. I talked about it earlier. The first oh, one was done yeah, by yeah. Brian De Palma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the second one was very John Woo. I mean, yeah. it's all about you know motorcycles up on one thing, lots of doves, lots of slow mo stuff like that. The, the third John, one,
1: John Woo did Face Off, right?
2: Yes. Oh, I love that movie. Um, love that movie. The third one was J.J. J. Abrams, which was fantastic. Yeah. Um, then J.J. J. Abrams' disciple, Brad Bird, okay. who also did The Incredibles and Tomorrowland and a whole bunch of other things. Um, he did the fourth one and the fifth one, I believe. Okay. And then the sixth one was done by uh, Christopher McQuarrie, who's fantastic. Oh, okay. Nice. And he's doing the, or the, oh no, Brad Bird did the fourth one, Chris McQuarrie did the fifth one, and he's doing the sixth one as well. Cool.
1: Uh, July 25th, we're going to get, uh, old Scarlett Johansson on Blu-ray in the form of Ghost in the Shell. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> Which we've seen and we've talked about. You know,
2: about, and but... actually it was, it was, I, and I talked about this when we saw it, but it's the way that I felt coming out of Ghost in the Shell was how I felt coming out of Johnny Mnemonic. Oh, okay. How it was dated, but not dated in the way, the good way, like Blade Runner was right. when it came out. Like it looked dated, but it was still state-of-the-art. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm looking forward to what's next on the horizon because after Johnny Non Mnemonic came out and you saw, okay, this is not great. Right. But it had hints of, like, that and Strange Days both had hints of things that were coming great. And the next around the corner was The Matrix. I got it. So you. it's like, there's a, there's gonna be a huge shift, I think, in that sort of thing. Yeah. And that's where you kind of saw good things coming from Ghost in the Shell.
1: Yeah, I'm with you, man. I, like I said, I like Ghost in the Shell, it's fine, but I, I I'm with you. I think something, Really hyper stylized is going to come up soon, kind of like in the Matrix kind of style or whatever. I think, I think you're right. I think that's going to be cool. Uh, real quick, I threw this in here, uh, one shot wise for you because you like this run. DC Comics Bombshells is getting a new ongoing series. Well, it's
2: insane how popular Bombshells
1: is. Yeah. Um, they,
2: and it's weird because, you know, normally you get like bi-weekly or monthly comics. This comes up weekly Mm -hmm. and they're like on issue like Seventy something or ninety something now—it's ridiculous. Wow! It's only been out for a few years. Cool. Um, so they're they're just going to be getting a new
1: iteration. Nice. Cool. Uh, let's get to Universal stuff. We have a ton of stuff, but I think it'll all go fairly quickly. Uh, Berlanti stuff. Uh, the next big DC crossover is set for November. Shocker during November sweeps?
2: No what? way. What? That's cool
1: easy yeah no, it's gonna be cool man um i hopefully by then i'm caught up on supergirl but if not i love the crossovers
2: the crossovers are a lot of fun um but you know it's official that black lightning uh, right. is not going to be part of the part of the dc uh the
1: cwdc
2: it's, right it's going to be on cw and it is a dc character but it's not going to connect to the rest of the right trilogy. and that's
1: why i think we talked about that a little bit last week and the bottom line is how the hell they're going to cross over five things yeah like it just seems kind of overkill well, I mean, uh, keep very money, difficult you keep to You can
2: Monday through Friday, but it's hard enough right now with Monday through Thursday. Exactly. Uh,
1: and The Flash, uh, this is Berlanti as well. Aaron Helbing, um, he's not going to be on The Flash in season four. And this was, this is interesting because from what I understand, the two, I think they're, they're the showrunners, him and his, excuse me, him and his brother. And right. it looks like on the, uh, the list, for who's involved with season four, he's not on there for some reason. Just the other brother is.
2: Yeah, it's it's. I mean, he's the 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 face of of that very much like how Mark Guggenheim's the face of
1: mm-hmm. of
2: Arrow and um you know stuff like that. Right. Um. But you know they, you know, it's not like that. They that's the only thing they do too. So I mean, like Berlanti, you know, he does the whole Berlanti verse, but he also does Blind Spot. You know, right. I mean, he's got other right, things. Right. These people all have multiple projects There's going stuff on, so it could just be that. <laughs> You know, because his brother Todd's staying on, but it could just be that they, they're they doing something else.
1: Right. Uh, So let's get to DCEU, and what I think is interesting is this idea of this growing Batverse that's happening.
2: Exactly, because we have, we have Nightwing coming up, we've got Batgirl coming.
1: Right. And so the showrunner, uh, sorry, the uh, producer uh, of of this is talking about, he says, well, again, I'm not involved in Batgirl, but I'm really a big fan of Joss Whedon, which I'll get to later. Um, I think it's a great, uh, that he's involved with the ECU. And I'm trying not to get, trying to get in business with him for a really long time. Up until a few years ago, he was involved with Marvel. And then when he left, uh, didn't want to talk about it for a while. So what's interesting about this is he says, um, well, I, I, I don't want to get into this yet, but there is definitely a Batverse happening, which is kind of exciting, but at the same time, kind of interesting. But, it's, with, but that, it's within the DCEU.
2: It's not yes. like, it's not like Sony's uh, Venom verse. No, it's not like that. Which is right. not going to be connected to the Spider verse. Right.
1: Which I think is an important distinction for sure. Um, but we'll come back to that when we talk about Justice League. But,
2: you know, even within the DCEU, you know, we've got the, the Gotham City Sirens as well. Right.
1: Which is, you know, obviously it's a vehicle
2: for Margot Robbie as, as Harlequin, but it could bring in the Huntress or it could bring in, uh back girl could bring in the oracle right you know there's
1: other well, why don't we do this um cuz i have wonder woman in between that and justice league let's just jump to justice league yeah, and we'll go back yeah there's there's
2: some major justice league stuff we can okay, talk about okay
1: so let's let's just get that out of the way so the justice league producer addresses reshoot rumors obviously there're reshoots happening and we've talked about this enough times there are always reshoots yeah
2: reshoots aren't aren't always bad reshoots can be if you've got major budget right. like we talked about this with rogue 1 they did reshoots and it worked out great um if you've got the money, you're right. gonna do reshoots because you catch mistakes, you catch things and you know you just need a tweak story, something but, like that.
1: But this is coming on the heels of the biggest issue um that is happening with Justice League. And this has to do with Zack Snyder leaving the project. Yes. And uh Joss Whedon coming into the project. Yeah. And the if, major reason being, obviously, is the uh Zack Snyder's daughter, daughter committing right. suicide. Right, um, and this
2: happened months ago, but right, he tried to throw himself back into the work, and it just wasn't working. And honestly, he's kind of dark, anyways, right? And so I think it would have taken it into a, a not necessarily a bad area, but it not a healthy area for him, right? And so I'm glad he's stepping down, and I think Joss Whedon coming over and taking over the reshoots, which were going to happen anyways. This isn't Joss Whedon coming in and saying, "No, I want to do reshoots." No. This is uh, and- it was very amicable.
1: And, and going into this, he says, um, let me, let me just find what I want to read here. He said, okay, so it says, tonight, Charles, uh, Charles Roven appeared at the premiere for Wonder Woman. And he said, let's see, he said, we're excited about the film, of course, but we're saddened by the events that caused Zack Snyder and Deborah Snyder to have to leave and turn the reins over to Joss Whedon. Uh, he was already working with us on some of the scenes, um, for, for that additional photography. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. And then he says, and then he goes on, he says, In my mind, I thought it was a cathartic thing to go back to work, uh, to just bury myself and see, uh, if that was the way to th- through it. And that was Snyder talking. So obviously, there's a whole chain of events happening here, but ultimately, what happened, what's going on now is Joss Whedon is taking over, right? Right. And, um, I think it's going to be really interesting to see Joss Whedon go from what? Avengers and everything else he's done. To now working on Justice League, um, and having the reshoots already happening, I think I think people are making their own conclusions here.
2: Yeah, I it, mean it, it's hard not to make your own conclusions, but I'm I'm just excited because you're bringing in talent. That's yeah, It's all it is. Talent
1: yeah. gives good stories. I agree. All right, anything else on Justice League? Nope. All right, Wonder Woman. Uh, Gal Gadot uh explains why Wonder Woman is needed now more than ever, and I like this um, article only in this one line that she says, she says, she says, I think that everything Wonder Woman stands for is brilliant. She stands for justice and peace and wisdom and love and acceptance and compassion. And all of these things are rare. They're becoming rare in our world. And I only wanted to highlight that for that line because God darn it. You know, it's, it's getting kind of frustrating with what's going on in the world. Uh, in light of some of the other stuff that inevitably we'll have to end up talking about later um, in a few minutes here. But, yeah, I think somebody that stands up for those things is important right now, whether it be a man or a woman. You know what I mean? Um, So I'm glad that that happened. Um, And Patty Jenkins, I like this article. I'm not going to read a lot of it. Uh, Patty Jenkins uh, reveals why she chose to shoot Wonder Woman on film. And it's kind of like one of those things, like all the great filmmakers shoot on film. Why would we not shoot on film? That's stupid that we don't. And blah, blah, blah. And I like that article because she's kind of snarky and I think exactly. That's cool. Um, and in light of heavier events, as we've talked about, Wonder Woman UK premiere was canceled in light of the, um, the Manchester, the Manchester bombing, bombing um, at the, uh, Ariana Grande, Ariana Grande concert. And yeah, and, but on top of that, the LA premiere went forward, but they increased security, and that went off fine. Um, but, yeah, man, it's a scary time that we're living at. And and at the end of the show, I don't want to end on a heavy note, but I do have something I want to talk about that's a little heavy on this note. Um, but we'll talk about that yeah, we'll in get a little it. bit. Um, and the producer says there's no plans for a sequel yet for, uh, for Wonder Woman. Well, I'm
2: sure they're waiting to see how Box Office does. Yeah,
1: and I think that's important. Uh, Black Adam, real quick, uh, there's an article in here – Uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, what attracted him to Black Adam. Um, And we talked about Black Adam last week a little bit, I think. And he says, I love the idea. uh, I love the idea that his backstory that starts off as a slave. I feel like when somebody is oppressed that way, um, but has a bigger ambition and a greater belief, um, then the oppression that's holding him down, that's a powerful place to be. So and you know he says his family gets killed he comes back from that and and all that so i think that's cool and i and i'm intrigued to see this black adam project kind of come together
2: yeah and and as i've said numerous times like i've never been like the comic books i read growing up were not these comic books dc or marvel and you know i got big into marvel in the the 90s and 2000s um but i i'm a latecomer to dc and it was the the berlanti verse that brought me into it so I'm discovering all these characters for the first time, which is fantastic.
1: Right. Go Green Lantern Corps. A uh, new rumor describes film as DC's Guardians of the Galaxy.
2: Yeah. What's, I mean, it, it kind of makes sense, but it the does. funny thing is it was just about five months ago, they're talking about how it was
1: going to be a buddy cop movie in space. That's kind of what, that's kind of how they're building it. And we'll see, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, and The Flash, the rumor is The Flash has finally has a finished script, a third finished script. And what's funny is in the article, it says like, after many capitalized, many uh rewrites, right. it has a script. So but anyway, let's get to DuckTales because Woo-hoo. Disney. Oh, nice dude. Uh Lynn Manuel Miranda joins Disney's DuckTales Reboot cast as a voice. And there's some awesome, awesome actors in this.
2: There is. And seriously, if you in add Lynn Manuel Miranda to anything, it's gonna be making it better.
1: What I like about this man, um, is that recently the wife, uh the wife and kids and I we watched one of the DuckTales movies just because the kids hadn't seen it and and they got it at the library or something just randomly, you know, and we watched it and it was, it's just, I just remember how much fun that show was every day and I'm glad they're rebooting it and it sounds like it's going to be pretty solid. So,
2: yeah. And just Lin-Manuel Miranda is so talented and I mean, he's almost all the way to getting an EGOT already and he's so young. So.
1: Indeed. Uh Castlevania, as far as Netflix, we're in Netflix land now, and we talked about the trailer in trailer time. Yep. Uh and the release date is confirmed as I'm guessing um, sometime around Halloween. Yeah, no, it was oh sooner than that, I feel like. Yeah, July Oh wow. July seventh.
2: I'm guessing they're trying to get kids while they're out of school. Yeah.
1: So July seventh, we're gonna get the Castlevania anime Netflix deal and it's gonna be sick. Cool. Let's talk about Venom, dude.
2: Uh, I wasn't here last week when I'm sure you guys talked about it, but I am all in on Tom Hardy playing Venom.
1: No, I think it's gonna be great, and I hope he does the same voice. Kind of secretly, but it's fine. Um, between him and Bane, but it's fine. Um, so Sony announces Marvel's a universe. This is basically happening. There's gonna right. be Venom. Um, Venom is gonna be directed by Zombieland's Ruben Fleischer. Cool, which is cool. And um, there's also an article in here as how Eddie Brock. Became Venom without Black Suit Spider-Man because this Venom, I guess, is happening without Spider-Man bringing the symbiote from another planet, I guess. Um, but, you know, I don't know enough about it to care, but it's gonna happen.
2: It is, and it, it'll work.
1: They'll figure yeah. it out. And the Venom stuff is, is actually, sounds kind of cool, man. And Sony is actually, their whole idea is to kick off this, uh, I guess this, this new, their own little universe. Yeah, right? the, the Venomverse. Right. Which is important.
2: Absolutely. And it looks like it might be connected with uh, Silver Sable and Black Cat, too. I mean... Right. Because which, it's, they're all connected to Spider-Man.
1: Which I have right here, yeah. So, the spin-off movie, uh, that one gets a director. And this is part of this whole universe as well. So, Ruben Fleischer is going to direct the Venom movie. And Tom Hardy's at a star... And it says Gina Prince uh Bythewood, uh writer and director of The Secret Life of Bees, is gonna direct uh this particular spinoff. Cool. Which is pretty cool. Um Alright man. We're almost we're almost done. Almost done. Sort of. I don't know. Kind of. Yeah, no, we're almost done. Uh Fox. Yeah, Fox is saying that they're in no hurry
2: to find uh Hugh Jackman's uh Wolverine replacement. Well which what makes
1: it comes sense. down to is they're they're doing all these other characters and stuff. They are, and the the I mean there's no how cool is Logan. Logan is cool,
2: Um, but there's no um, X-Men movie that requires uh, Wolverine in the offing. Right. And the next thing that would make sense for him to be in would be uh, X-Force, but even that's not necessarily necessary. And that's that's the third Deadpool movie, so it's going to be down the line.
1: Right. And um, Michael Fassbender, he is probably going to be in Dark Phoenix, from what I get from the article. Right. Um, But nobody's really talking yet.
2: Yeah, there's very little information on Dark Phoenix coming out yet,
1: and X twenty three probably won't be in future X Men movies because where would she be? She's in Canada. Yeah, it's a little. It's um. In a nutshell, it it just wouldn't quite fit, especially as uh, well.
2: It really doesn't make sense because she's now so far in the future, right? As opposed to everyone else, because they're still back in this time period.
1: It's a good point too. Yeah, although time is a little funky, but you're right. Uh, and the Gifted, which is the TV show, right? X Men TV show. Anna Paquin's, uh, rogue, rogue character. Um, she kind of dodged around the question if she was going to show up in it. And so it kind of sounded like she might be, but she can't talk about it yet. Cool. So just a little rumor thing. And Deadpool 2, uh, Jack Keezy is going to be the villain in the, in the piece. And I'm not familiar with Jack Keezy. Um, do you know who this guy I'm is? I'm looking at it right now. Um, yeah, I'm not familiar with him. Let's see, the rumor is that he's going to play Black Tom Cassidy, uh, which was created by uh, Chris Claremont and Dave uh, Cockrum, uh, and that was in X-Men 101 in 1976. Oh, he came from The
2: Strain, and he's in the the new movie, Baywatch.
1: Okay, cool. Uh, And New Mutants news. We have New Mutants movie will be a full-fledged horror movie. Good. Can you believe that? That'd
2: be cool. Oh,
1: it's going to be crazy. I don't think I can watch it. We'll see. <laughs> um, and there's reportedly a cast of Sunspot, and I don't think this is confirmed yet, but according to EW, a source close to Josh Boone says that Henry Zaga, um, which is in 13 Reasons Why and Teen Wolf, has been cast as Sunspot.
2: Well, Sunspot's one of the major mutant new mutants, so you know it's and, it's it's big to get a, a name actor for that. Well, not and, necessarily a name, but a
1: quality actor, right? And I, indeed. And I read this earlier today. Uh, Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson is in talks to play um, one of the new mutants in X Men: New Mutants. And you know, this is just showing that
2: <clears throat> it, that DC and Marvel and Fox and Sony and everyone are starting to play nicer with everybody because, as we see, like Josh Brolin going from Marvel to DC and
1: yeah, everybody switches. So What's cool about this is the act the person she's supposed to be playing, um, Doctor Cecilia Reyes. She was created in the nineties. She's a Puerto Rican character, trauma surgeon. What's actually kinda of funny is that you know yeah. it, it uh, but check that out. Wow. Doesn't that look just like her? Yep. Crazy. Anyway, um I'll watch Rosario Dawson in anything. Yeah, we will. Period. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which we're going to talk about here briefly because we've both finally seen the damn film. I loved it. And, uh, it's made over $700 million worldwide.
2: Uh, it actually just, uh, yesterday, I think, passed the first one for box office.
1: Yeah. Uh, and so you loved it. I loved it. Um, what was interesting about that I liked about the movie? Um, and I think hands down, I love the first one. And to me, it's not as good as the first one. But it for a different reason than you think. It's just way funnier. Oh, it is hilarious. It's way, way funnier than the first one. Little Groot is hilarious. Oh my god. There's and um I am Groot. <laughs> but Drax takes the cake. Drax is he hilarious. Sto- he stole the movie and I loved everything about it. Um what I what I liked is that it was more about the characters, it was more about their relationships, um, and it didn't seem like yeah, there was a lot at stake, obviously, but it was at stake because of their family. And yeah. they had to lean back on their family in order to make it happen. And I I really enjoyed the movie. I wish I had been able to see it more than once. Um but the music wasn't as, you know, Jackson fivey as the first one. Right. Uh but I don't know. I I really enjoyed the movie. Um, yeah, I thought overall. Chris
2: Pratt was hilarious. He was great.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I
2: was actually a little underwhelmed by Mantis, but I loved how Mantis made everyone else react, especially Drax.
1: Yeah, and I think Mantis in the next one's gonna be a, uh, bigger, role. a bigger role. I like the Nebula and uh, Gamora uh, relationship. I like that Nebula... Uh, and I'll get to the other part in a minute. I like, I like that relationship, but the big part for me, um, as a parent was the um the relationship between obviously Peter Quill and uh um, Yondu. And Yondu. Yeah. And, and really, I don't want to spoil no, anything no, on this episode. No
2: spoilers, but can we talk about I mean just briefly mention how brilliant Michael
1: Rooker's performance was? He was so good, man. And there was this line um towards the end I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Yeah, oh, the Mary Poppins line was great. But my favorite line though was the, um, you know, I'm not your father or something like that, but, but I'm your daddy. But I'm your daddy. And it's just it's like,
2: it's what? great. And you know, honestly,
1: out of all the superhero
2: films that have come out in yeah. the last 10 years, this is the first one where I can honestly see a minor character getting a best supporting actor nom. Yeah. yeah. Cause Michael Rooker was that good. He
1: was so good, man. And it's like, and, and the movie, you know, this is the spoilers I'm gonna get. The movie was more about him than anybody else. Oh, absolutely. And and but because they're telling that story, you got Peter Quill's story, you got the Ravager story, and you yep. got all this stuff wrapped up in. I actually it. liked Stallone. Yeah, and Stallone was good, man. And it and Stallone's character made sense. Yes. Um and and all of that all of that just made sense. And I just I really I really enjoyed it in that it wasn't like Oh my God! We gotta save the universe. Yeah, they still ended up having to save the universe, but right. that wasn't at the forefront. The forefront was let's figure this out. Um, my dad is this, but you've been here this whole time, right? Exactly. And um, Eagle of the Living Planet stuff was great. Um,
2: okay, you know what? I, I'm, technically, this is the one thing I want to mention. Uh, that um, we've had a rash of seeing younger versions of actors in movies like. Robert Downey Jr. in Captain America: Civil War. We saw a younger version of. um
1: Yeah, they killed it with Homeboy's character. <laughs> oh,
2: Mike, Michael Douglas in Ant Man. Right, but this is amazing. Those are CGI. The Kurt Russell
1: was all makeup. Oh, they did, so, and it was so good. They did an amazing job with that, and I love like the oh, he's like telling a story, and the eggs are changing. I know. And those you know, are great. And, and in the back of my mind, the whole time I was like, this is bull crap. He's full of crap. Yeah. All of this is crap, but it's like. Oh, he's telling it in a nice good way. it's yeah. a nice story. And then he's got the visuals. And I I, I don't know. I, I enjoyed that. Um what else? Um Rocket was interesting. Uh I didn't I don't know if I liked him as much this time around. Um No, because what I love is that Groot was the one that
2: kind of like kept Rocket in check in the first one. Right.
1: And this time it's Rocket keeping Groot in check. Yeah, and it was like I don't know if I I don't know if I like Rocket as a parent figure, but again, no. you have this you have these dynamics going on, um, all across the board on this one. Imagine um, how
2: much we'll be able to charge when we're two time guardians <laughs> or galaxy savers. Uh,
1: and then there was the sovereign thing. The sovereign thing was interesting. I would have liked to know more about them. I think.
2: I think they they very much were like we didn't get a ton of information about uh Nova.
1: In yeah, the first one that's true. But Nova Corps worked because it was like a military operation. Like you get what that looks like. Like with the sovereign, it's like. I don't know it was they, an,
2: it was an aristocracy,
1: but yeah, but they come across as that, but then it's like let's all go after these people and kill them because they disgraced us like it was just I don't know it was okay um I don't know i I overall really enjoyed the movie I really want to see it again um I wish there were some musical cues that I can think of like the first one a little bit there were a right. couple in there um and I'm being critical because I love both these movies and they're both perfect movies to watch back to back like i just i i don't know i i still love the first one and i love the first one mostly because you see the family coming together right um and this movie was more about keeping the family together and figuring out your family issues which is which was a good premise for the film Absolutely. Um,
2: I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how the Guardians, well, first of all, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which is already in the works. Right. Um, but seeing how they, uh, interweave with, um, Infinity War. Indeed. Yeah. So. All right. Let's move on to the rest of Marvel.
1: Yeah. I'm only lingering there because I, I did tweet out that we were going to talk about the movie and people might want to know what we think, but, um. It was good. It was good. <laughs> I liked it. Um, there was one other thing I was going to say about it. Meh. Whatever. I'll think of it in a minute. All right. Defenders. Let's talk about Defenders, dude. Uh, there's an article in here about Finn Jones talking about how he's going to be a little more mature when it comes down
2: right well you think he would kind of have to well
1: and I think after and and the article kind of talks about towards the end of Defenders he takes a more mature look at like what it means to be a superhero right because he's not by himself right which is important um Madame Gao is confirmed for the Defenders which I think is awesome I love that character I love that actress she's, yep. she's phenomenal and Sigourney Weaver uh, calls her character a renaissance woman, um, and she we don't really know what she's playing yet, but from what I get from this, uh, she had a lot of fun picking out the outfits and, and designing the character. so I, really I think hope it's going to be a trip. I
2: really hope she fights. Oh, I hope so, too. Because seeing her, like, because you haven't really seen her fight since Aliens. Yeah,
1: not for a long time. And I'm like, awesome. It'd be, I mean, it'd be her- cool to see her square off against one of these guys, yeah. you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, Especially, can
2: you imagine her and Scott Glenn going head oh, to head? i would be sick. Uh,
1: let's see. So Scott Glenn described uh, describes the Defenders as a war, which it's, makes sense. It's
2: what it was setting it up for.
1: Yeah, and and I'm glad that's happening. I really love all four of those characters, and I'm looking forward to Defenders. I, you know, I really hope they do. Is one way that they
2: could tie in all of the the previous shows is that Sigourney Weaver's character was not necessarily the puppet master. But she had a part in Kingpin Taking Control and oh, Purple Man be cool. and, That'd and be sick. all these people having, like, she was kind of behind, not necessarily organizing at all, but she played a part like. in
1: helping them fulfill their goals. I like the way you think there, buddy. Uh Speaking of Luke Cage Season 2, a spinoff of, I mean, continuing off of what we were just talking about, it's going to exp- uh, explore superhero problems. And what that means is I read this thing. It says, uh, essentially, everybody knows who he is. And he's got to deal with what that looks like. Right. You know. Um, and Thor Ragnarok. I actually
2: think we probably skip these last. No,
1: I'm going to skip all three of them. But Ragnarok, Black Panther, and Infinity War all have uh, synopsis. Synopsis? Uh,
2: synopsis.
1: Synopses. Synopsis synopses released. So, you know, uh, if you're into that kind of thing, check it out. we got links in there for that. And let's get to... Merch. Merch. So Funko, I don't know what happened to the link for this other one, but... Fun, there's two Funko ones. Funko debuts a Walking Dead Dorbs exclusive, <laughs> um, which seems oxymoronic a little bit. But uh, So we've got Walking Dead Dorbs and James Gunn, <laughs> the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, is getting his own Funko pop, which, awesome. is, which is freaking badass. Uh, last thing here, of course, uh, as we always do, is convention news. Now, dude, there is some backlash happening in conventions right now, the, especially San Diego Comic-Con. There's a lot of things saying, hey, I'm not coming back. Including um, Nerd HQ um, and this top article, Chris Hardwick saying there's no Nerdist podcast live happening or stand up show at San Diego Comic Con 2017.
2: Okay, and actually, I've had a, th- a theory on this. Okay. Okay. Um, first of all, because I, I reached out to my friend Claudia who works at Legendary. She used to work for Geek and Sundry. Are they coming back? She never responded. She read it, but mm-hmm. she never responded. So I'm guessing they, it, like, it's still up in the air. Okay. Okay. And my theory about it is this that uh, Comic Con International is only signed up with San Diego through this year or mm-hmm. 2018, mm-hmm. right? I'm guessing that for things like uh, Hardwick at Balboa Theater, um, you have to sign multi-year, right? And they were saying, okay, well, you've got to sign two years or three years, or whatever, and they only have, you know, what? Why? Why sign a three-year thing if? Comic Con isn't going to be there in 2019. Right. And I think that might be the same reason that, especially something big like Nerd HQ, they needed like a multi-year thing. And so I'm, I'm guessing that's that a, might
1: be the problem. That's an interesting, that's a really interesting theory, actually. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going on, man. It seems like some of the biggest offsites are not happening this year. Right. Which doesn't mean there's so many things happening offsite still, but we're not going to have those sanctuaries like Nerd HQ and, uh, maybe Carnival. But we'll see. Exactly. Um, I put a link in here because I thought this was kind of cool. It's called the OCD Survival Guide to Comic Con, and this was one <laughs> I'm of the
2: all going to be reading.
1: That. And this was one of the writers, uh, actually, for uh, Crazy for Comic Con, Tony Kim's okay, site, right, right. which I liked because it's not just for people with OCD, which it does help for people with OCD, but it helps with general cleanliness. Because by the gods, man, it's gross. there's
2: at least a quarter million people in uh, this town, and it's
1: it's gross. So. Yeah. Read that article. I thought it was kind of cool. Cool, good kind, tips. Come,
2: coming from a definite introvert and like having so many people around me is oppressive. Yeah, it's very important to find your spots, and we have a couple of spots oh, we always go yeah. to, and they're usually they're they're right in the middle of things, but
1: but off the beaten path.
2: Off the beaten path, and we can usually hide for a good half hour, forty minutes, charge oh, yeah. our phones and and everything, and it's not as chaotic.
1: And what is this? Our sixth year.
2: Your sixth year, my
1: fifth year, and so this is my sixth year going. The spot that we're talking about, that we're both thinking about, is perfect, and nobody knows about it. It's and, dead center. Yeah, and and it's right in the thick of things, but you can there's bathrooms, charging, everything you need, with none of the chaos. Yeah, and the thing is, and there's like the best thing. Get out
2: of it. There's four exits to go to four different areas. So you oh can yeah, just go to where you want.
1: Yeah, it's great. So um, so hang with us. We'll show you the ways. Yep. Um, let's see. So that also, aside,
2: you know, I just got to go to the Fox Sports Grill. Oh, well, we'll be there. Sit there for a few hours. We'll be there no matter
1: what. Uh, Nintendo levels up for San Diego Comic Con. So Nintendo's coming back with their lounge event, um, with their event and that they do that every day. And that is at the Marriott next to the convention center. Yep. Uh, Mezco San Diego Comic Con exclusives. Uh, the only reason I put this in here was because they had this badass, uh, He-Man deal going. <laughs> it's so freaking really cool, dude. Look at that. Look how badass that is. Oh, dude. He's got the, the oh, glow, glowing eyes, the haircut. Oh, it's so sick. All right. So I, I just threw that in there because that's just amazing. Uh, Razor's coming back this year and that's in Petco parking lot. Uh, Jesse and I went to that last year. Right. Uh, we had a couple pictures out in front of there. Um, so that is super cool. They always do giveaways and they, they show off their latest gear. Um, as many Razor products as I own. I mean, that's just definitely something cool to check out. Exactly. And the last thing, and ending on a little bit of a heavier note, Phoenix Comic-Con gunman allegedly want, wanted to kill police and Green Power Ranger actor. Now, the only reason I'm bringing this up is because this happened at Phoenix Comic-Con, right? Which, which I you, was at the year before last. Which you have been to, which is one of the reasons I'm bringing it up. Um, there was a man arrested. Nobody was hurt, thankfully. thankfully. Um But in light of the Manchester stuff, in light of all these things that are going on in our world right now, um, one of my biggest things that I talk about with my friends uh, that I worry about is all the crowds at San Diego Comic Con. What a nice target that would be! Oh, absolutely, right. A and, lot of soft targets. And so I worry about this stuff all the time. And so what happened at Phoenix Comic Con is, as you know, at San Diego Comic Con, if you come in with a fake gun or whatever, you have to go through the check. Yeah, thing. and
2: actually, it's funny you brought this up is because yeah. as a former attendee uh, for presses. Uh, Phoenix Comic Con. I was getting tons of emails this week from Phoenix Comic Con talking about how their uh, their fake weapon yeah. guidelines had completely changed in, in the light of Manchester.
1: Oh, they changed it. They they basically said you they banned a lot. Of stuff. Yeah, they banned most things. Um, which I'm worried about a little bit for San Diego, and I'm also worried. You know, I always worry too. Anytime I go anywhere, um, and I'm in a crowded place in Disneyland or wherever it might be. I mean, these things are real, man. And and so. If you're suspicious of these things or whatever, like, just don't be the person that doesn't say anything, you know? Honestly, you know, if when in doubt, follow the rules of New York City. If yeah. you see
2: something, <laughs> say something. Just report it, yeah.
1: Um. So I worry about this stuff all the time, and, and, and I didn't want to end the show this way, you know, but... I'll kind of lighten it up here for a yeah. second.
2: There was a Comic-Con in the UK this week, and a fight broke out between Sam Jones, who played Flash Gordon, <laughs> and... Uh oh gosh I'm sorry who was it uh, give
1: me a second here all right anyway like I said the reason that I brought it up was mostly just because um I just worry about these things and I want geek stuff to be sacred and I don't want things to you know happen to people who are just trying to celebrate their fandoms you know right. what I mean um so while Will is doing that I'm gonna talk about a couple of ways you could support our show we have Patreon. oh that's what we're... oh my
2: god sorry. No, uh, there was a fight between Sam Jones, who played Flash Gordon, and Lou Ferrigno, who played the Incredible Oh, my player.
1: God. Are you serious? Lou Ferrigno? Yeah, and a fan broke up. He's a it monster.
2: Up. Well, they're, so is Sam yeah, Jones. Yeah, they're both big. Yeah. And, uh, and a fan broke up the fight. Oh, that's funny.
1: Funny. So fights, and, and this is why I ended it this way, is because very rarely do you see fights at conventions. Very rarely right. do you see any kind of anything besides like, There's hey, usually very little I'm upset with you because you're saying this thing about my fandom. There's right. very rarely anything violent that happens to these things. And that, that 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 cosplay is not accurate. I know. It's like I would rather argue about accuracy of cosplay than have anything else yeah, violent actually, happen.
2: Actually, it, it never hurts to say this again. Um, one of the biggest things is cosplay does not give consent. Uh,
1: of course. Of course. All right. So – on the slightly light to heavy note, uh we're gonna end the show. Let's end the show. <laughs> uh thank you for tuning in to the usual podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com, email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com, and we're on Facebook, Pinterest, Google Plus, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. I am at Death Pops on Twitter. Will is at MO Griggs. Um we're on uh you know, all the things. Give us ratings, all the and we like the things. We like the stars. If you want to support us, patreon.com slash usual podcast is the best place to do it. Thank you to the skiing and everybody else who does it. Zen and Jesse and all these people who support our show. Steve. And what's great about it is those of you that have upped your contributions in the last month to help us get to Comic Con, you have no idea how helpful that was. We have we booked our, got,
2: we just got our, our plane tickets. We booked of our that.
1: plane tickets because of that. So we are locked in as far as everything we need to spend money on. Um, so now it's just
2: food, spending money. and... <laughs>
1: lift and uber stuff exactly so thank you to all of you who do that so uh what we're gonna do going into episode 100 and everything else uh patreon.com slash usual podcast give us a buck or two an episode we're gonna do some i'm revamping kind of all of that stuff uh but you do get our boober reels and you get our uh trailer time and everything else so I'm I'm working on some some really cool stuff, and anybody coming to Pucked our Pucked Cantina, Pucked, I will be bringing you socks, and you don't know it yet, but um, <laughs> it's gonna be great. So,
2: honestly, I think a good idea. We need to make a T-shirt for for Pucked. Yeah, we do. And I would like any suggestions you have. You can send them to at Darth Pops or at I Am Will Griggs. And yes, something in the vein of you've just been Pucked or something <laughs> like that.
1: Yes. Send. Oh, we could do a little contest, maybe. A little contest. Uh, impromptu contest. If you have any ideas for a pucked, uh, cantina T-shirt, uh, send them in to us. We would love that. And audibletrial slash usual podcast. You can get a free audiobook on us. We would love that. And we get fifteen bucks. You get a free audiobook. Thrawn, Anything. Yep. Game of Thrones. Whatever. Clint and Sanderson. um, yeah. And, and and we're done. We're now. done. We're out. So what are we gonna do? Uh, I don't know. make sure you have a fun. Yeah, have a fun, and we'll see you all next week.
0: Peace.